You know, loneliness is a challenge any time of the year, but at the holiday season between now and Christmas, moving into the new year, loneliness can be a particularly difficult situation for individuals. Uh, something we need to be aware of as we, those that we love and we care for who are feeling lonely, maybe the first holiday after the loss of a spouse or family member, feeling alone, moving to a new place. Sometimes it can be in a crowd and they're still feeling lonely. And so we wanted to help you think about and talk about and educate a little bit on what loneliness is and what some of the spin-off negative, negative things that can happen in a person's life as a result of it. Uh, maybe you're struggling with loneliness in your life or you want some encouragement, you want to talk to someone. What one thing are you doing that's helping you? Give us a call. Dr. Randy Carlson here. And uh, joining me today is my friend, Dr. Greg Jantz. Uh, he is the uh, founder of the Center, a place of hope in the Seattle, uh, Washington area. He's joining me um, online today uh, to be a part of the show. So, uh, Greg, welcome to uh, to Intentional Living. How you doing? It is always, always good to be with you, Randy. Doing very well. And you've you've really said it well. This is a time there can be significant loneliness. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the symptoms we should be watching for in our own lives uh, when loneliness can be more than just, I'm having an off day? Yeah. I think loneliness can be a really misunderstood word. Uh, some recent surveys, about 61, 61% of Americans said they were lonely. Think mm. about that. Lonely. We're actually more connected than ever before if you take social media, but yet we are reporting higher loneliness. Mm. And loneliness comes from different reasons. Uh, I think through the pandemic time, some folks really, really disconnected, and it's hard to get reconnected. I think loneliness, too, can feel like that terrible uh, sense that I don't have any significance. Nobody cares. Loneliness kind of lies to us. Loneliness mm-hmm. says I'm unlovable. Um, if you've had to walk through some holidays uh, alone, just physically being just you, you can. Uh, there's a difference between being alone and loneliness. I can be alone and be okay, but loneliness is different in that it is that deep, deep sense of of a disconnect uh, from others and mm. feeling unlovable. Where does it lead? What are, what's the downside of loneliness? Where, do, where, where can it take us? You know, loneliness can take us down a road, well, one, of addiction. We can potentially uh, feel like we need to change how we're feeling. I call it mood modulate. We want to feel differently so we can start uh, doing things, escapism behaviors, alcohol could be one of those, misuse of prescription drugs. Let's see, food could be an escape. Um, so it can lead us down a path of of unintentional, I'm going to mm-hmm. say unintentional addiction, but it can also take us down a journey and a road of depression that can really, really get deep and feel like despair. Mm. And that's, that can get to be a, a, a serious problem. And in the work that you do, Greg, at the center, yes. you deal with people uh, struggling with depression, anxiety, addiction, and so on. Do you see the numbers and the significance of the impact greater during the holidays as far as people contacting you and looking for help? This is an active time where uh, we feel like uh, sometimes if we've had a significant loss, Maybe there's been a death or a loss of a loved one, 
and this holiday and Christmas, it feels like someone is missing and you feel that sense of, and somebody is missing, but you feel that deep inner void that it's like, I can't, I don't know what to do with this emotion. And that does increase this time of year. Uh, We've had the last couple holiday seasons, Christmas time have been a little different for many people. Many people chose not to get together. And so uh, hopefully people are getting together. We need to be together. Mm -hmm. If you just joined us, we're live here in the studio today at Tension Living Center. Dr. Greg Jantz is my guest. Uh, Greg is the founder of the center, a place of hope uh, in the Seattle area. And we're talking about loneliness where that can lead to depression and other issues in your life. Uh, we want to be here to encourage you. Maybe you're struggling today. You just need to, to talk a little bit. Or you've learned some things that have helped you. How do you deal with loneliness? Give us a call. We're here at 888 Now, when people come to, to your uh, place, um, the center um, in the Seattle area, um, they're struggling with depression. They're, they're struggling with anxiety or perhaps an, an addiction. You know, where do you get started with this thing of loneliness? I mean, what are some steps a person can take that feel not only lonely, but kind of overwhelmed? I mean, just maybe they're sinking into that depression. And there is that feeling of being overwhelmed, that feeling that really nobody can understand, that feeling that nobody really cares. Those are uh, real emotions that can take you down and kind of the the rapids of a river that you feel like I'm out of control in my life. Now, here's one of the first things you need to do, and it's hard to do, but uh, resist isolation. Mm. If I'm lonely and I'm used to disconnecting from people, I probably have a pattern of isolation. And so this is a time where I move away from people instead of towards people. And let me just add Moving towards people can be done in a gentle way. It could be for some, it's like, okay, I'll I'll plug back into church or I will attend uh, a a group. uh, Maybe it's a group on relationships, but you've got to begin uh, to find yourself plugging in a minimum of one time a week. You will not feel like it. You will will say this isn't going to matter, but I want to put you in a group of people at least once a week. I want you to begin to move away from isolation. Mm. Come and join us. Maybe you've struggled with uh, holiday-related loneliness or in general loneliness, and uh, you've learned some things that have helped you, including connecting with people. But what other things have helped you with loneliness? Give us a call or you need to talk. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. Uh, we're going to take a quick br- break. We'll be back. And uh, the question I'm going to ask when we come back, uh, Greg, is this. Is there such a thing as a lonely personality? Do some people just by virtue of their personality tend to be more lonely than others? We'll get to that in just a moment. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
Here's one thing you can do if you have to work with a difficult person. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Can I encourage you to do this one thing? Don't allow their bad attitude to control your attitude, your thinking, your emotions, and your behavior. Remember this reality, it's a truth. The weakest person in a relationship will control that relationship. So if you work with a weak person and being a difficult person is often a weak person, don't allow them to control your attitude in your day. Be loving, be strong, be intentional. If you're required to work with a difficult person, get to know them personally. The reason for that is it will make you a person and not just a target of their difficult attitude. You can have a great attitude in the workplace and learn to work with difficult people. Do it intentionally. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And when you're there, there's a lot of helpful uh, resources for you to encourage you at uh, theintentionallife.com. I hope you'll do that. Dr. Greg Jantz joins me from the center, a place of hope in the Seattle area, just north of Seattle today. Uh, Take just a second, Greg. Tell people who maybe have not heard of the center what you do there. What is it that you actually do from day to day to help people? Yes. What What is the center? Well, we're celebrating 38 years. Mm. My goodness. Um, we're a facility. Beautiful. I'm actually right now looking out my window of the beautiful. We have something called water here and lots <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, we, we saw that yeah. one time here in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a beautiful mountain. So we're in a wonderful setting. We're, we're a facility that people come when maybe it feels like you've tried everything for depression or anxiety or uh, maybe it's addiction. And you feel like, man, I need something different. So we believe in whole person care. We actually formulate teams. So we do medical care. So um, medical side, psychiatric side, counseling, um, natural health care. We even have dietitians. We're going to help you with good nutrition, even mm. fitness assessments. We're going to assess and get you moving and, and do some things that really, uh, and, and faith and covering all the bases of the whole person. So it's yeah. a unique process. Well, faith is certainly foundational. It's one of the most essential areas of our life, most essential, everything foundationally built upon that for sure. Uh, we're talking about loneliness today, Greg, and uh, I was asking before yes. the break about personalities. Uh, do we see certain personalities that gravitate toward loneliness more than others? Well, here's one observation. I see those that struggle with social anxiety, um, you know, just that whole being out with people and socially that anxiety gets real high where you feel like, man, I'm so uncomfortable and it's hard to make decisions and you feel very uncomfortable. So that's a type of personality that it's easier to isolate and then feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're seeing more social anxiety than ever before. Anxiety, anxiety is the number one diagnosis in our country mm-hmm. anxiety yeah. so that's that's really saying a lot that a lot of folks are suffering it's very common uh, yet uh, we know that withdrawing moving away from people uh, developing a pattern of loneliness uh, really moves us in a self-destructive direction so do you see the tie between anxiety and loneliness is that t- you're saying that tends to be uh, tied together yes, often. many times. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel anxious. Therefore, I withdraw from people. Uh, the more anxiety I feel, the more alone I feel. Loneliness is uh, really, it's a, a sense, again, it's, it's a deep sense. And people who suffer from this of, I don't have value, I don't matter. Mm. And you, it's that such a deep disconnect. And I, I say that because I know um, a lot of times if you're struggling with loneliness, you do feel like nobody really, really understands. Because it's so hard to describe the pain of yeah. loneliness, but it's very real. Let's go to our telephones. Uh, we've got uh, Sally on the line uh, in Missouri. Sally, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your question? Well, I, I am feeling ridiculously lonely, mostly on my family side, because um, Thanksgiving just passed, and I didn't get to spend it with my two fifty plus year old children. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of substance abuse on their side. I'm the only believer in my family and I just don't know how to relate to them and deal with them anymore. Okay, let, let me, we're having a little difficulty with your phone, but let me ask you this question. Um, is this intentional? Did they stay away from you intentionally? Yes. Okay, so there, even not during the holidays, there's a tension between you and your adult children. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, that that's a problem, uh, Greg. You know, like our kids, some of our kids were were gone uh, the holiday because we they're sharing with the in laws. You know, it's every other year, and you plan on it. Yep. And of course, you miss them, and you know, well, that'd been fun if we could have been together. But it's part of the pattern. But when you have a a breach in a relationship. It seems like the holidays exacerbate that, make it even worse uh, than maybe it does when when the holidays aren't there. So what do you say to, to Sally? Yes. Sometimes the greatest sense of loneliness can come from family. That's difficult to say. But sometimes um, because maybe of addiction or uh, trauma or something that's happened, maybe I'm the only believer in my family, there's a sense of disconnect. And this is where we need to have uh, hopefully three to five other people that are not family, again, not family, that we uh, have developed close and trusting relationship with. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I know we want it to be family, and, and maybe there'll be a season it will be, but um, have other meaningful relationships that are not family. And I, I say a minimum of three. The other um, piece of this that's so important is that we're not alone on holidays um, so that we, at times, it can be really helpful to serve. I know you're feeling lonely, lonely and disconnected, um, but what can I do to actually reach out to others during this time? Mm. And um, it, by that, it might be serving somewhere. Uh, we did something as a family um, on Thanksgiving that was, well, it was different, <laughs> but we we did um, with a mission, okay, serving at a mission, and that really changed. Talk about some people that uh, are lonely. Talk about struggle. Mm -hmm. It puts a, puts a lot of things in perspective. 
Come and join us. We're talking about loneliness at the holiday and hopefully in a positive way. During we, we look at this season, we know it's particularly difficult for some of you like Sally. And Sally, we'll be thinking of you, praying for you. You're not alone. Uh, God loves you. And um, I think Greg gave you some good advice. Reaching out, finding that sometimes we keep going back to the well that's dry. You know, and maybe that well is dry in terms of your your relationship. You're not going to be filled from that relationship with your children. You might have an opportunity to minister to them, but they're not going to fill your your tank right now. But finding the opportunity to have uh, three to five other friends, reaching out, serving others is powerful. So let me open the phone line again to those of you who want to join in. What's one thing you've learned about loneliness? One thing that's helped you deal with loneliness? One thing about serving, maybe some things you did as a family to get involved, get outside of your own world, uh, or maybe you have a question for Dr. Jantz today. The phone line is open. We're live. We'll leave the phone line open here for you now at 888-1717. 888-1717 is uh, the phone number. Now, Greg, question. When it comes to maladaptive behavior, uh, we know some people can use their emotions to control their family, to control other people. Uh, how could loneliness be used in a maladaptive way in terms of trying to control relationships with people? And what okay. do you do about there it? Is, yes, there is such thing as a toxic family, and loneliness can be used to manipulate. Um, and, and again, we're talking about a very unhealthy situation here. Uh, we know that there are families that sometimes there's like hidden agendas. There's passive aggressive mm -hmm. behavior. You're with them and everybody's smiling, but behind the scenes, uh, somebody's just tearing you apart. Um, we know that if families, sometimes there's old trauma, there's uh, uh, abuse. We know that at times there's addiction that we've mentioned already. So when you go into a, a family situation, uh, no, it's kind of like, okay, who are my safe people? Who are my people that uh, certainly are not safe? Um, who do I need to be spending time with? Uh, you know, in holidays, if we're with family where there's a, a troublesome people, we need to have an exit plan too, okay? And that's not an exit plan that says I'm going to go and be alone, okay? Uh, because family can create a situation where you can feel lonely, like I, this is my family, but I can't seem to connect, and we're so different, and um, I'm the only believer. You know, it can really perpetuate a sense of disconnection. Triple A, Triple A, seventeen, seventeen is the number. I'll tell you what, we're going to be wrapping up here in about ten minutes or so on a live show, but we're going to stay here for another half hour if you're available, Greg, and uh, we'll take some more calls. And maybe, even ex and maybe even expand the discussion a little bit to talk about anxiety and depression. We know that's a big issue. So maybe you're struggling with anxiety um, or depression during this holiday season. You want to join in. You have a question. Hey, listen, the doctor's in. Dr. Greg Jantz is our guest today, the founder of the place or the center, a place of hope in the Seattle area. And you're welcome to join us at 888-888-1717. We'll leave the phone lines open. Uh, during the next half hour, and uh, we'll get you on here to talk with uh, Dr. Jantz. As you call, 888-888-1717. Quick break, and we'll be right back. Number four. You can see I'm asking the questions of why, when, and now how am I going to deal with today's clutter? <laughs> talk about decluttering, and we've talked about that a lot with Intentional Living. 
And the statement that I think really resonates around this thing of decluttering is, decluttering is the act of confronting yourself. Yeah, I think about that. You know, we talk about these uh, four really essential parts of intentional living. Declutter is part of them, part of it, and uh, learning to declutter yourself. I mean, it's a, it's a self-issue, and maybe this is part of it. Maybe you're feeling cluttered in terms of relationships. Maybe loneliness is a part of it, and you need to deal with this. Uh, some really practical help for you uh, today. Uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, Greg, about uh, anxiety and depression at the holidays um, or just a, in general, um, a person kind of knows when they're feeling anxious, but describe for those who may not have experienced this, what does anxiety feel like? How does a person know that they're really struggling with anxiety in their life? It's more than just a passing thing. And, you know, we may have something called worry in our life. Where we're worried about something or a particular situation. Then we have anxiety. Anxiety has that physical side. It disrupts our sleep. Our heart rate goes up. Sometimes we carry that pit in our stomach that's anxiety. Anxiety makes it at times hard to make a decision. Uh, the prefrontal cortex of your forehead there where we need to process making decisions. It's like if I'm anxious, it's like I can't make a decision. Mm. Uh, so there's always that physical side when there's anxiety. You've probably tried to shake it off and it's like okay but i woke up and i still have that pit in my stomach and and you find sometimes your breathing is gets rapid and at times you feel like man i'm just on the edge i have all this fear that's anxiety and anxiety i say it, it lies to us anxiety makes you feel like you're not you're worthless you don't have value anxiety uh, causes you sometimes to uh, want to escape into some unhealthy behaviors. And that, that could be as simple as hiding behind food and uh, to self-medicate. So anxiety, again, um, will have a ripple effect in all of your relationships. So it'll, it, it's hard to feel close to people when you have so much anxiety, for example. Maybe you've wrestled with anxiety. We know, like, like Greg, you said it's the number one diagnosis in the country right now, anxiety. Maybe you've been down that trail. You've wrestled with this. Uh, what's helped you? Maybe you have a question for Dr. Jantz. Uh, you're welcome to call 888 is uh, the phone number. Um, you know, when we, when we think about uh, depression and anxiety, we think about the holidays. Uh, talk about expectations a little bit because we know expectations sort of well, heightened the 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 feelings of anxiety or depression or loneliness during this season. What are some things people need to do when it comes to dealing with it, with their expectations? Yes. Oh, Randy, you hit a big one. Expectations. I expect, and that's one of the reasons sometimes I feel lonely or uh, because I had such expectations and I feel so disconnected. I feel disappointed in others. I feel, or I feel like I've got so much pressure um, from about Thanksgiving into Christmas. It can be a lot of chronic stress and pressure. You feel pressurized. So we need to step back and go, wow, where is this coming from? <laughs> because, you know, there's something called joy and that joy feels like it's missing and what I need to do to regain that. Where's, where am I allowing these outside pressures? 
I mean, well, our culture, our society perpetuates that. But sometimes we've gotten into a pattern. Uh, maybe I'm comparing. I'm comparing with others. Maybe I'm out there shopping. <laughs> it looks like other people are spending so much money, and mm -hmm. and and it's like, oh, I can't. It, it, you just create a lot of pressure in how we're thinking. Yeah. Which is uh, can can be a real problem, a problematic issue, um, especially during the holidays. What, what do you find, uh, Greg? I've I've read in the past that uh, people struggling with feeling like they don't want to go on in their life increases during December and January. They just feel like you know why should I continue to live? And of course, uh, there's lots of reasons to, but they're not feeling it. Yeah, and we don't. We feel a lot of despair or you feel very despondent and that despondency uh, really puts you on the edge. Sometimes we'll start thinking, well, it would be better off if I was not even alive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're thinking it gets really irrational and really distorted. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, let, let, we're going to take this question and then we'll carry on after we go off the air. But uh, Bonnie's on the line. She's going to share how she deals with loneliness. Hi there, Bonnie. Go right ahead. Are you there, Bonnie? Uh, my name's Alicia. It's, I didn't have a question about loneliness. Oh, I'm sorry, Alicia. Go right ahead. My question is about anxiety and when you cannot stop your thoughts from constantly going. It's just like there's an inner voice all the time inside of your head. What do you do for relief? Mm. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, that's, a, that's a question that we need to give time to and consideration. We're going off the air live, and I don't want to rush you, uh, Alicia. And so Greg is going to stay here. We're going to record a show that's going to air in a few days. We'll start you right off at the first caller on the new show and uh, address that question because I think we've got a lot of people who are feeling that when they get that sort of obsessive thinking that goes over and over in their heads, what do you do? We'll get to that and others. I'll tell you what, we're going to keep the phone lines open. Dr. Greg Jantz is here. He's taking questions. We're talking about anxiety, depression, and loneliness during the holiday season. If you have a question or comment, come and join us, and uh, we'll get you recorded with him, and uh, then we'll air it here in a few days on Intentional Living. Again, the phone line is open at 888 1717 888-888-1717, and uh, we'd love to receive your call. Let me also say this. I want to thank those of you who've been supporting the ministry. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, we're moving into a very important week of ministry the rest of this week, and uh, looking as we move toward the end of this year to get to a place where we can be fully funded, taking care of the responsibility to carry on with a mission that God has raised up, and uh, we'd like to have you be a part of that uh, as well. We'll talk more about that uh, next time. If you'd like to know more about Intentional Living, go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And the information is there for you as well as a place that you can join us in support. Uh, Dr. Greg Jantz, again, will be with me. And we're going to continue to be right here in the studio. Love to have you join in. If you've been struggling with a question about loneliness, anxiety, or depression, or you have something that God has really shown you that's helped you, give us a call. We'd love to have you be a part of the show. We'll start off with Alicia uh, in just a moment when we uh, when we do that. Again, 888-888-1717. We'll be back again tomorrow. Got some really special things to talk about then. 
We'll see you then at Intentional Living.